Boom! Yes team, Sunday the 14th of January, this is episode 25 of the Modern Day Leader. And out of interest, how are you getting on so far this year? I've obviously been speaking to a lot of clients, a lot of friends, a lot of family members, and really it's kind of a mixed bag. You've got people that are winning, you know, doing really well, highly motivated, a couple of people that are still kind of just trying to get going, and then uh, quite a few people that I've been speaking to are still struggling, that kind of like post-Christmas blues, just finding January a bit harder. Like for me personally, I think January is my least favorite year, uh, year, uh, least favorite month of the year, just because I think it's like, obviously we've had the hype of Christmas and then all of a sudden it's like quite dark, it's quite cold. And it almost feels like, for me, like kind of like Easter time is probably the next time, um, you know, that I'm really, really looking forward to obviously spending time with the kids, etc. So even myself, like somebody that's really like motivated, is in a good place, like overall I have a very good life, I'm very happy. I still find January very, very difficult. So it can be up and down January for a lot of people. And just stop for a moment and just ask yourself the question, like if you're going to continue the way that you are as of January so far for the rest of the year, how would that look and how would you feel? Is that an outcome that you would be happy with? And if you're smashing things, great, keep going. If you're still yet to get going or you're struggling, then ask yourself a question like, what needs to change for your circumstances to change? What are the type of things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis to change your state and therefore change your life? And every single one of us, with each new breath that we draw, we have an opportunity to start again. So if you're not happy with how something's going, you have a choice right now as to do something different that's going to take your life in a completely different direction. And we're only ever one thought or one decision away from changing our life. So on this note, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump into today's episode. And the episode, the title of the episode is How I Balance Being a Dad and Business Owner with Staying in Shape. And I'm going to share with you 12 things that I do to succeed in all three areas. Because this is something that I come across with a lot of the guys that I coach. Guys that are very, very busy. They're out working hard to provide for the families, provide for the kids. They want to give their family a good life. They want to give the kids the opportunity. And also, selfishly, you want to have nice things, whether that's nice clothes, to go on nice holidays, to be able to buy a nice car, whatever it may be. And when you look at what it takes to be a dad, to be a career-driven person and to stay in shape, all those three things in themselves could potentially be full-time jobs. And it takes a lot of our energy, a lot of our bandwidth. You know, I'm a dad I've got my own business and I stay in shape all year round and I find it difficult. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm juggling so many different balls and it's very easy for those balls to drop. But I'm very confident in saying that, especially over like the last 12 months, I've got myself in a really good place. Like there's things that I do, there's core principles that I follow, which I believe have allowed me to succeed as a dad as a husband, as a business owner, and also while staying in shape. So there are a lot of people out there think that you can only ever be a great dad and that means you've got to be a full-time dad, you know, bringing up your kids, doing absolutely everything for your kids. Or I can only be a a successful businessman that works seven days a week, 12 to 14 hour days, but has no relationship with the kids and all you're doing is working hard so that you can give the kids money and experiences. Then there's also people that are like, you know, just out there just wanting to stay in shape and you're staying in shape, you're working hard, but again, your family life is suffering. So how do we kind of create a balance? How do we make sure that we're succeeding in all of those areas? And I'm here to say that you can, guys. It's just a case of just operating things in a different way. And what I'm trying to do in this episode is just give you some of the things that have really helped me in the hope that they help you too. So let's delve into it. The 12 things that I do to help me succeed as a dad, business owner, and stay in shape. The first thing that I do 
is I focus on what's important. So to me, it's important that I am a good dad. And I'm going to talk about what I feel is a good dad in a second. To me, it's important that I'm successful in business because it's something that I'm passionate about. And it's also important that I'm in shape because I want to look good. Like as an ego thing, I want to be able to take my shirt off on the beach and look good. I also want to go into rooms, social occasions, and actually feel confident in myself. And for me, my physique is like a real badge of honor. For me, I get more respect from other people and I also have more respect when I'm in shape. So I actually focus on why those things are important to me. Well, first of all, like being a dad, it's important because my kids are the most important things to me in the world. I, I love them so much and I want them to have the best life possible. So spending time with them, treating them well, looking after them is very, very important. In terms of the business, to be successful, to provide finances for the family, and in terms of being in shape, I've already kind of mentioned those reasons a second ago. And the deeper I go with those things, the more motivated I'm going to be. That is what I do. So I focus on what's important. That's the first thing that I do. The second thing that I do is I communicate to my family. Like my wife and kids know how important it is for me to be a good dad, for me to have a successful business and for me to be in shape. And I also link it to those guys. So I link it to Sally and how it's going to benefit Sally. I link it to the kids and how it's going to benefit them. They know that if I'm in a good physical shape, I'm going to have more energy, therefore I'm going to be able to play with the kids. I'm also going to be able to work harder. If I work harder, I'm going to be able to provide more income for the family, which is therefore going to create more holidays and experiences and allow us to do nice things within the house and the kids, you know, whether it's playing football or going to dancing classes. So they know that by me providing for the family and being in shape, that it's actually going to help them. And, and I communicate that to them. So they, they, they know that it's important that I go to the gym. It's important that I dedicate three to four hours a week on myself so that I can actually help them. So the second thing that I do is communicate with my family and with my kids how important it is for me to, 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 to stay in shape and to do those things. The third thing that I do is I have clear boundaries. One thing that I struggled with so much, honestly guys, like the first year when Noah was born, I found it so difficult because on one hand, I was so happy it was the best thing in the world just seeing this like wonderful innocent little baby every time i picked him up like i just felt this pure sense of joy but the flip side was sleepless nights this worrying this sense of responsibility and one minute i would be working you know helping clients then the next within the next five seconds i'd be changing a nappy and everything just got so messy i, I was working one minute then i was being a dad i was doing seven days a week and i just had no clear boundaries so the third thing that I've implemented that's helped me so much is just having clear boundaries when I work, when I train, and when I'm with my family. So to give you a bit of context, pretty much Monday through to Friday, like work comes first. Unless there's a family emergency, work comes first. And I plan out my days. And yeah, the week is, is very much work focused. When I train, I have certain days when I train and I stick to those days. So usually it's Tuesday. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I pretty much do five days in a row at this moment in time, and I stick to those days each week. Then at the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, that is when I focus on the family. That's when the work phone gets locked in the office. That's when you know I don't really check messages. I might check messages on like a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning, but literally the maximum amount of time that I will work on the weekend is 30 minutes tops, uh, Saturday morning and Sunday, and that's usually before the kids get up. So I have clear days and times when I work, I have clear times when I train and I have clear time when the family and the family know that they're clear on when I'm available and when I'm working and vice versa. So having clear boundaries is key and I make sure that when I'm training, I'm training. I'm not checking emails. I'm not doing 
you know, social media, I'm training. When I'm working, I'm not focused on what I'm doing in the gym or, or the family. I am laser focused on work. And when I'm with the family, I'm not thinking about training. I'm not thinking about work. You know, having those clear boundaries is absolutely key. The fourth thing is I focus on the quality of time with my kids, not the quantity. Something that I used to really beat myself up with was feeling like I wasn't spending enough time with the kids, thinking that I should be there as often as possible. And this sense of guilt that if I'm working, I'm not spending time with the kids. Or if I'm training, I'm not you know, potentially spending time with the kids. So this sense of guilt that I should be with the kids all the time. And I remember speaking to my coach about this a couple, probably about four or five years ago, I think, whenever Noah was, was quite young, probably about one or two years old. And he said, Nick, it's not about the quantity of time, it's about the quality of time. And it'd be better to spend one focused hour where you're completely present than 12 hours where you're distracted. And that's what I was doing. I was at the weekends, I was with the kids, <coughs> or with Noah, excuse me, I was with Noah, but then I'd be checking emails. And then all of a sudden, like my head was just all over the show. So now I actually focus on quality of time. So for me, that is like doing story and bedtime four to five nights per week where I go upstairs, I have a bath with the kids, we read a story, we do some daft games. The other day, we were doing this game where you had to pretend to be Alexa, you know, the uh, kind of like Alexa, where you speak to Alexa and you ask her to play music. And we basically had to do a best impression of Alexa. Um, and it was just this stupid, funny game. But the kids absolutely love it. And Noah loves his, his story time with his dad. And Darcy loves like playing her games just before bed. So that literally takes about 30 minutes, four or five times per week. But the connection that I get with my kids from just dedicating that complete time is unbelievable. I also know that what's important to Sally, what's important to Noah, what's important to Darcy. So Noah loves watching football. He loves playing Xbox. So I make sure that we do that each week. Darcy loves doing dolls and all that kind of stuff. So I make sure that we, we do a little bit of that or watch her when she's dancing, when she's watching like Strictly Come Dancing, she loves to like express herself. So that's the time that I give. And then with Sally, Sally just likes like a, a shoulder rub whilst watching TV. So I understand what the people around me, what they value and what's important to them. And then how can I give them that? So that, that's something again that I do. The fifth thing is I just do little things that go a long way. You know, I talked about time being an issue. Like I, I find time hard because so much of my time it is spent on my business. But sometimes, again, it's those small things that you do each day. Like every single day, I tell Noah and Darcy how much I love them. I probably tell them too much. I probably tell them 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day. I tell Noah how much I love him and how proud of him I am. And it's exactly the same with Darcy. I also give them multiple hugs throughout the day. As soon as Sally gets up in the morning, I give her a massive hug. And, you know, there's I've talked about this in podcasts before. There's five different love languages there's physical touch, so giving somebody a hug or massage or that kind of intimacy. You've got gifts, so buying somebody like a nice gift. You've got acts of service, so that could be like building something for somebody or doing a painting or something that you really had to go out of your way to, to create like an experience for somebody. You've got words of affirmation, so complimenting somebody, saying that I love you, well done. And you've also got time, just giving somebody your time is, is another way to express your love. And I try my best to give the kids and Sally a combination of those five love languages. Where I feel, where I fall short is time. But with what I lack in time, I make up for in words of affirmation, which I mentioned telling the kids I love them, giving my wife a hug, acts of service. If no one wants to build some Lego, I'll do some Lego. Um, gifts, obviously buying nice things for birthdays and Christmas. Touch, I'm very physically affectionate, so they get lots of hugs, kisses, etc., etc. So again, for me, those things keep 
the, the family happy and healthy. And ultimately, like I see a lot of guys who are just like so obsessed with the career that they actually neglect their family and that stability. And it, it creates more stress if you're not careful. You, you're feeling the tension whilst you're trying to work. And also your family are unhappy as well. And what are you doing this for, guys? Like if you're out there working your balls off, it's all well and good, like working hard and providing for your family. But what is that if you haven't got a relationship with your family? And also, I think sometimes as a guy, speaking from personal experience, it's so fucking, pardon the French, easy to just bury your head in the sand with work than it is to deal with the realities of family life. You know, the the ups and downs, you know, having kids demanding of you. Being a dad is freaking hard work. And sometimes it's easy just to run away from it. But actually, we've got to kind of face this head on and think, right, what is the quality of relationship that we want with our wife or or our partner? What is the quality of relationship that we want with our kids? And we have to make an effort because otherwise it's going to actually manifest and it's going to actually negatively affect our career and what we're actually trying to do in the first place. The sixth thing that I do is I have a coach. I'm not going to go into this in much detail because I've talked about it in lots of podcasts, but I personally find it hard to have time on myself. Like I have my gym sessions, that's probably like three to four hours per week. But the rest of the time it's working on my business, working on clients, spending time with the family. So I instead pay a coach to look after me, to do all my training plans, to do my food, to help me, to help me notice my blind spot. So having a coach is key. If you're a high performer, if you're busy, have somebody that is going to do the plans for you. Yes, you still have to follow them, unfortunately, but have somebody that is going to plan for you and do the work. There's a reason why business owners or you know a CEO has a personal assistant to take away stress it saves time and it saves energy so having a coach for me is key seven make a commitment to train four to five times a week this is something that i do no matter what happens i train four to five times a week again i've talked about this on previous podcasts i know that if i'm hitting 200 plus sessions a year that i'm going to eat better i'm going to feel better exercise is key so i commit to four to five training sessions per week and if for whatever reason i miss a week i think last week last year sorry i missed one week because i had a sickness bug And I just make up those sessions. So say I want to hit four sessions a week and I'm ill for a week, then maybe for the four weeks after being ill, I'll go up to five sessions. But that is a minimum standard that I set for myself. And I think with most guys, you know, three to five sessions per week is going to be absolutely perfect. But commit to it. Make that commitment. And if all you do this year is commit to three to five sessions per week consistently, just mark my words, you see what that does for your physical health, your mental well-being, and actually your body shape. The eighth thing that I do is I keep my workout short, 30 to 40 minutes. I train smart. Don't blast myself. The days of me going into the gym as a young 20-year-old after a night out and smashing my body into the ground training for two to three hours are long gone. When you hit your 30s, you have to train a lot smarter. You don't have to go balls to the walls, pardon the French, it's about being smart, like focusing on what's going to give you the most bang for your buck. So that's how I fit my workouts in. There's no way I could go to the gym every day. There's no way that I can do one, two hours in the gym. I do probably 30 to 40 minutes, five times per week at the minute. The ninth thing that I, I focus on is I, with, with my nutrition, I know how much nutrition impacts everything. I'm not just talking about how I look. I'm talking about how I feel. If I eat shit, I feel shit. If I feel shit, How's that going to manifest in my business when I'm dealing with clients? How's that going to manifest when I'm with with my wife and kids? So for me, like eating quality food is about giving you a quality of life. I don't eat to have a six pack. That's a nice byproduct. I eat because I want to have energy. I want to be productive at work. I want to make money. I want to be a great dad. 
I want my kids to look at me and think, that, you know, dad's awesome, like he's got energy, he's kind, he's happy, he's healthy. So I really focus on on eating well because I know that's going to make me feel well. And one of the things that I do to do that, and this is simple and I've shared this before, is I go food shopping once per week. I follow a food plan based on foods that I like. I keep things very, very simple and I buy in bulk. I know we go to M&S on a Saturday and I buy all the food. It's pretty much the same food every single week. Bunch of fruit, bunch of meat, fish, vegetables. I have the same meals pretty much 80, 90% of the time. And I give myself maybe like one to three meals off plan each week, like a burger and chips pizza. But just by going food shopping once a week, by spending 80 to 100 pounds, by buying a bulk, having a simple food system, I repeat that process. And I cannot stress how important it is to have a repeatable system that gets you results. The reason why I'm in shape and stay in shape 365 days a year is because I have a repeatable system. I am not changing things every single week. I'm not thinking about different recipes. I have such a simple system and I repeat that system and I know that 80% of that time that system is working for me. So I can't stress the importance of that. And for me, going food shopping once a week, buying in bulk, following a food plan, allows me to eat good quality food, look good, feel good, perform good, and everything in my life is better as a byproduct of that. The 10th thing is 80% of the food I eat is high quality. So meat, fish, veg, fruit, food that is going to give me energy and I just ask myself the question whenever I'm going to eat I say to myself is this food going to give me energy or take it away I know that eating good high quality food is going to give me energy and positively rub off on all areas of my life and I know that eating shit is going to make me feel shit now do I still eat shit yes I do anybody that follows my Instagram you'll see that I have like a burger and chips pretty much every single week but again it's in a healthy dose and when you look at the percentage of quality versus crap it's 80% quality and therefore the 20% really doesn't have a massive impact and it just gives me a little bit of balance where I feel like I've satisfied cravings and that urge but then straight away I'm back on plan and therefore the damage is very very minimal. The 11th thing is and I think these are really important I think that the last couple of points you know coming away from the kind of training and the food side I think I think these are really valuable points. The 11th thing is I accept that things will go tits up and I'll fuck up. I make mistakes Every single day, every single week, every single month, kids get sick, there's stress at work, there's stuff that happens. When I look back on 2023, and I shared a podcast on this about three, four weeks ago about my reflections, it was such a hard year. There were so many things that I just could not anticipate would happen. Happen. Sicknesses, bugs. Um, we had our car broken into twice. Our car was set on fire. Like There was an issue with Sally's health earlier last year, which was really worrying and concerning. Um, there was a period where basically uh, a, there's a website, it's a bit like Trust the Trader, where you have like lots of reviews and all my reviews got wiped out. You know, I've had my email account hacked where emails weren't coming through. It, it took about a month to resolve. There were so many stresses and challenges and I accept that those are part of the journey and I accept that I'll make mistakes and I look at myself square in the mirror, but I take full responsibility for those, mo those mistakes and I know things are hard but you've got to keep going. You've got to adapt and you've got to ask yourself the question, despite all this shit and chaos, how can I find a way through? How can I make this work? You are either a victim of your circumstances or you're a master of your own destiny. And that is a choice that you have every single day and it's taking that ownership. You don't doesn't mean you have to be happy about your circumstances and it doesn't mean that you, you can't feel low or sad or angry or disappointed or worried or scared or anxious yes you can but you can still operate you can still move forward you can still keep going 
wow, that, that came from the heart, that guy. Sorry if I, I sound like a military instructor there, but I was just speaking from the heart. The 12th thing that I do is I have a holiday. Like every 12 weeks, I take five to seven days off. Again, this is something that I was finding that I was just burning out. And you don't know when you're burnt out until it's too late. It's like a subtle effect. A bit like when you go into a swimming pool in the shallow end and you just gradually just walk. And before you know it, you're in the deep end. You think, shit, I can't swim here. It's the same with burnout. So one thing I was realizing is that what with being a dad, business owner, what with seven days a week being really full on, whether it's work, training or dad, there's not that much downtime that I get. I was realizing that every couple of months, I was just getting to a point where even if I was eating well, training well, um, you know, doing everything that I should be doing, there's only so much your brain can actually tolerate. There's only so much you can do. So actually, for me, I found that every 12 weeks having a holiday, and I always have the next holiday booked off. So I know that we've got a trip coming up in March. Then after that, we're going to have a, a summer holiday. Every 12 weeks, I make sure I take five to seven days off uh, and I book the downtime in advance. So I know that I'm having at least four or five breaks every single year and I cannot stress how important it is to have something in the diary and I'm not just talking about the weekends where you've got like a night out with your mates or a meal out or you're going to see a show in London you actually need five to seven days in my opinion or at least four to seven days where you're just off work you're taking downtime you're going on holiday you're going on walks you look at you're basically coming out you're coming off the hamster wheel of everything that you do and you're just taking rest and recharge and what you'll notice is sometimes you have to slow down to speed up but i find that when i go away I, my creativity is through the roof. I think about different ideas. Um, I, I've got more energy. I look at things from a completely different perspective. I also think, shit, like I've been quite stressed recently. Often I don't realise how stressed I am until I actually come off the hamster wheel and reflect. And that's an opportunity to come out of the war zone. I honestly think that, yeah, we're, we're all kind of in a war zone every single day. We've got notifications, messages, work stress, personal stress. It's just bombs going off, grenades going off. Sometimes you just need to step out the war zone for, you know, four, seven days, whatever it may be, just to like rest, recharge, gain some clarity. And then you go back into that war zone in a completely different headspace. So that's it, guys. They are the 12 things that I do to balance being a dad, business owner, while staying in shape. Obviously, I've tried to give you a mixture of stuff from like the physical components, like what I do in terms of training, you know, four to five times per week, how I kind of manage my nutrition in terms of buying in bulk, having a set plan, how I communicate to my family that it's really important I'm in shape and also how it's actually going to benefit them. Why, why is it in their best interest that I look after myself? I've talked about like having boundaries, the separation between work, training, family. I've talked about having help and support, having a coach. Um, and I've also talked about the acceptance that things will go wrong. You will make mistakes. Circumstances will happen. And it's not about being perfect. It's about how quickly you get back on track and how quickly you can adapt. And despite chaos being in your life, how can you still operate and how can you still show up even though you're feeling tired, anxious, sad, lonely, whatever it may be, we can still operate even if our feelings aren't the way that we want to feel or even if our circumstances aren't the way that we want them to be. So hope you found that helpful. I really felt today like passionate about that. Um, and I just speaking from the heart. So uh, yeah, if you found it helpful, guys, uh, please let me know. Um, obviously, drop me a message on Instagram. Um, you can find me, Nick Screeton, or if you type it, LEP Fitness. Or even if, you just, if, if you've been listening to these podcasts for a while and they've helped you in whatever shape or form, even if you've just taken one thing that's helped you, 
could you kindly leave a review on the whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple, just rate the podcast and just share like your biggest takeaway or how it's potentially helped you. It would mean so much because I get messages like pretty much every single week feedback. But if you could actually share that on the review, then it just spreads the love and it also helps other people in your position. Think of how many people are out there in the world that are in the same boat as you. And if you can share this and it helps them, then you're paying it forwards and it will help other people and it will make you feel good and it will be greatly appreciated on my end. So hope that's good, guys. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode.